You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Welcome into the PHNX Coyotes postgame show brought to you by the one and only DraftKings Sportsbook app, America's top rated sportsbook app. Don't forget to hit that like button and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and leave us a five star review. I'm Leah Merrill here with Steve Peters and it wasn't another 5-1 loss. It almost was, but it was a 6-1 loss. So it's a little (laughs) bit different than what it's been. Yeah, I know. You called it with about five minutes to go. Here we go again. Another 5-1 loss, and it wasn't. So is, I don't know if that's looking at the good side of the bad side. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. It's yeah. just, you know what it is, Leah? It's another day closer to the end <laughs> of the season. I know. Thank God. It feels like it can't come soon enough. It's just been a brutal ending, and I think the overall sentiment among the fans that I can at least gauge, and also this is how I feel, is it just sucks that – players like Kraus and Keller and you know those those offensive players those players who are on track for career years don't get the chance to be in these games and put up offense the Coyotes only have three goals in their last three games and I know we're not expecting the Coyotes to win maybe even again this season but these 5-1 and 6-1 losses are just taking a toll it's tough. It's 16 to three over the last three days. Um, they hung around it again for a little bit. I think, I think the shots were more even than what we've seen the last few days. Um, the last few games, uh, there were bright spots and I'm going to that there Positive are right now. No, there are, there are players that are playing really well right now. Matias Michelli is playing really well. Michael Carconi is playing really well. Yeah. But I'll tell you the best player on the ice and it will, will tease what's coming later in the show was Barrett Hayton. Barrett Hayton was really, really good. He was physical. He was making plays. He was passing the puck. He was driving the net. He was involved a lot in the offensive opportunities. It's the best hockey Barrett Hayton's ever played. And it's interesting because he's always been disrupted by an injury, a long-term injury. And that's what held him out every time he gets that role going. Even in training camp this year, he started to look really good. Injury. And it happened last year. Injury. So if he can stay healthy, this is the kind of player he can be. Now you need to surround him with better players. And when I mean better players, I mean the guys that are on the lineup that are out of the lineup. Right? I mean, if, if Kraus and Keller are here, now Hayton's playing lower in the lineup. He's playing against lesser players as opponents, and he's getting more opportunities. So it is a really, really good sign to see Barrett Hayton playing this well this time of the year. And I know they're not putting up numbers on the board, but it is good to see him playing 
this way right now, um, it starts to get you excited for what to look forward to. And I know we keep saying that over and over again. It's a broken record. And I know fans are maybe getting sick of it, but it's the truth. Start looking forward to what's coming ahead. And I, I think um, if you had the PHNX Twitter account today, um, they tweeted out a, a goal by Dylan Gunther, who is absolutely on fire in the Western League. I don't know what they're going to do with the spicy dill um, <laughs> next year. We'll see. Does he make this team? I don't know. Maybe. We'll see. Stay tuned. We'll see. But you mentioned Hayton, and I thought, especially in the first period, that Hayton, Kessel, Carcone line looked really good. Um, they were in on the offense. Every time the Coyotes had a chance, it was those three on the ice. Um, so I agree with you, and it's I guess it's refreshing that Hayton isn't one of these players on the long list of injured players um, that he finally gets his chance to shine. And, you know, we saw it be successful for him tonight. Hopefully the momentum continues for him and the Coyotes can, including him, can find some offense going forward. Um, Rob in the chat said, will Kessel be able to get to 400 goals by the end of the season? He needs two. I mean, there's 10 games left, so you would have to think so, but Kessel has not had the same scoring touch that he's used to that we're you used look at, to seeing. You look at him tonight, and there were three that I thought were a typical Phil Kessel automatic goal. Like he's in tight, he's got a good look, and he's got a good shot with a goalie that's floundering or out of position, and he can't buy one right now. Do you know when the last Phil's got one goal in the last 25 games? One goal in 25 games. That's unbelievable, especially for like this is Phil Kessel. Yes, and it's not a guy that doesn't get opportunities. He gets more opportunities literally than anybody on the ice. He just can't score right now. And how many shots did he have on goal tonight? And you know how many goals he had on tonight? Shots on goal tonight? He had eight. Eight. Are you kidding? <laughs> that, may, that might be season high numbers. Eight shots on goal for Phil Kessel tonight. Not like he's not in on the action. It's just, oh, my God. That might be his his season high, and it, it's if if it's not the season high for a single player on the Coyotes team, I don't know who would have more than eight shots in an individual game. That's insane, and he just cannot score. He ends up minus two tonight. Ugh, brutal. <sighs> poor Phil. Brutal. Poor, poor I know. Phil. And I want him to get to that four hundred goal mark. It's such an achievement, and but it's just it, when the team as a whole is only scoring a goal a game. Like the odds are on your 23 man roster that I don't know if it's going to be Phil. So. Yeah. But I mean, again, like you said it, his line was the best line on the ice tonight. Yeah. Carconi and Hayton and Kessel. And, and unfortunately, you know, he gets an assist and he's still minus two. That's the kind of night Phil Kessel had again. Uh, yeah. Absolutely. Tonight. Poor Phil. Well, let's pull up uh, tonight by the numbers. I will say the one thing that I've noticed in this bit of a rough patch for the Coyotes, even though they were losing by large margins, the shots on goals have been a little bit closer to their opponents as of late. Um, Vegas had 39 shots. Coyotes had 30. And no one was successful in the power play, but the Coyotes did kill all three of Vegas's penalties, which was good because that's a power play unit that you do not want to face. Um but I guess Vegas's power play isn't that great. It's only actually 24th in the NHL. But it should be better with the personnel they're putting out on the ice. Yes, but the Coyotes have the worst penalty kill. So 
So there's that. They were so good tonight. So I thought the penalty kill was good. And I thought and so some, too. Sometimes when the penalty kill is good, it's it's the goaltender that's keeping them in it. And tonight it wasn't the goalie that was great on the penalty kill. They had good sticks. They were quick on pucks, cleared pucks, made it tough on entries. I thought the penalty kill, again, one of the other bright spots tonight. So that's, you know, you talk about shots on goal, shots after the first, 13-10 Coyotes. I know. I At one point, 7-1 to one for Vegas early. And they couldn't get get the puck into the offensive. That first 10 minutes, I didn't know if the Coyotes were going to touch the puck in the first 10 minutes. It was bad. Well, and then they get on that power play, and the first minute of the power play, you're like, is this even a power play at all? And then they did find their offense at least a little bit on that power play, had zone time almost the whole minute. I felt like Goss Despair wanted one bad. He was taking shot after shot. Um, So the one power play they did have, I felt like they had some action on it. Yeah, I thought that they were th- that the tide did turn on that. Even you say, even if you don't score on the power play, you need to build momentum. And I thought that they did that. I thought that the second half of the first period, honestly, they were the better team the second half of the first period. Uh, yeah, Vegas really disappeared the second half after the power play. It was all Coyotes for that second half, and you go, okay, maybe. I mean, maybe you get off. You get out of the first period. It's two to one. On a huge goal. What a play on that goal. That pass by Carcone just feathers it over the little sauce pass over the stick of the, of the Vegas defender. And I tell you what, I don't even know if it hit the ice before Hayton one times that into the net. Like it and might still was, be in the air. And that's Carcone's first NHL assist as well. So it was a beautiful one. And then Hayton scoring that goal. And on his back, he had a goal again. just like that earlier yeah, in the year on his back. It's like a deja vu moment. Deja vu, coast to coast. And that's what we mean when when Hayton is feeling it. And that was a really good shot. One times it before it even gets onto the ice. It's a really good goal against a good team and a good goaltender. Um, I thought he... <laughs> He did everything right tonight. He ended up in the, even got an, in the penalty box. Oh, that was the puck over the glass. I saw yeah. the box. Good flow too, by the way. We'll throw that yeah. shout out to Barrett Hayton. Sick flow. He's got one. Yeah, he does. And while we're on the subject of Barrett Hayton, let's go ahead and name him our draft kings, king of the game. One goal, three shots on goal, three hits. You mentioned he had the penalty, but... Otherwise, I thought it was a good overall game from Yeah, he was physically, not just the offensive side of it, which I thought he was very good. I thought he was physical. I thought he defended well. I think it was a very good game for Barrett Hayton. And let's see how he progresses over the last, you know how many games, Leah? Ten. And Ten. This is officially the countdown. We can start the countdown now. The final countdown. do 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 do, 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 do. Okay, here's Craig. <laughs> we're gonna do some song for Craig. Here's Craig. There, here's Craig, Craig, we're losing it. It's so hard to cover a team who keeps losing by here's five goals. Yeah. Wow. What do you say about this one? I. It's just the injuries. Everything's catching up to the Coyotes. They just. Uh, we just had Andre, and he just said, "Look, we we simply could not match that team's performance tonight. They were just far and away a better team." than the Coyotes tonight. I, you guys mentioned Hayden. I'm glad you did because I thought Barrett Hayden and Michael Carcone were maybe two of the only bright spots yeah. in this game tonight. Uh, both both driving possession tonight, but beyond that, oof, it was a really rough night, by the way, for for uh, Nick Schmaltz and Nick Ritchie. Craig, question in the, earlier, does Phil Kessel get 400? Does he get the next two goals? One goal in his last 25 games. I'm feeling like it. Can he get two and 10? 
It's not feeling like it, is it? And not with who's on the ice because it's not like he's on the line with Keller and Kraus. Like those players aren't available. Yeah. yeah I mean, he, his last point, his last goal, clearly Kraus was on the ice for that because that's a while ago now. So, oh my, we'll see. It'll be interesting. Oh my. <laughs> I know the final countdown is the final countdown. Craig's new entrance music. I like it, Leah. I like it. The final countdown. Add that to the elevator. Remember the remember the days when they only played like seventy two games in the NHL, Petey? Would that be great? Uh, the year we played forty eight. How about that? That was <laughs> yeah, that's we, the year. Well, I mean, with the position they're in right now, and last in the NHL, say, oh, by the way, guess who now has the worst goal differential in the NHL? Not surprising when you've given up five or more in five of your past yeah. seven games. So sixteen well, to three over the last. As hard time. as this one was to watch, too. The Montreal and Seattle both lost tonight, so the Coyotes needed to lose this game <laughs> for the sake of the tank, and yeah. they did. So yeah. it would have been ideal if Montreal and Seattle both won and the Coyotes lost, but we'll take what we can get. Yeah, and Craig called this earlier about a month ago when he said it's a three-team race. And we thinking maybe Ottawa, Philly, Buffalo, Chicago, New Jersey. We threw out other names a month ago, but it has truly come down to a three-team race. Jersey beats Dallas today. My God, how does Dallas lose at home? Exactly. They lost to Seattle last week, and they lost to New Jersey today. They got to stop freaking And those losing. are like the bad teams. I mean, yeah. yeah, Seattle's one of the worst in the league. What is that, Craig? It's a glass of wine. I'm, I, I need this tonight. <laughs> Good for you, honestly. So it is a three-team race to the Tankville. Ten games to go. Oh my, buckle up! Seriously though, how does Dallas lose those two games? They win those two games. They're like they've they've yep. pushed Vegas away. Vegas is not an issue for them anymore. I mean, I st- I'm still looking at LA. LA's not playing well. LA may not make the playoffs when this is all said and done. It feels like Vegas is going to get in now because they're red yeah. hot. So who's going to miss now? Is it Dallas? Is it LA? Is it Nashville? I, I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't like the way Dallas is playing right now. And when you look at Vegas, Vegas has got to go on a, on a east or excuse me, a Western Canadian swing through Vancouver, Calgary, and Edmonton, and that's free and tough too. Um, so I don't know. It's going to be down to the wire. I keep thinking Vegas is, is going to um, slip a little bit, but I they keep finding a seven. way. <sighs> Not good. They keep finding a way. And th- another thing that Craig's been mentioning all season is that the East has been pretty locked up the whole time. The West is the interesting one, and there's four teams in the East who have already clinched and only one in the West. So it's really shaping out to be an interesting run here. And one thing that I've seen from a lot of Coyotes fans and the Discord and the chat and on Twitter tonight was just, even though you want the Coyotes to lose games for the sake of the standings, to spoil Vegas would just feel really good <laughs> for Coyotes fans. Why is that, you think, Leah? It's an inherent it? rivalry. Because we're in the desert together? Yeah. Is that why? And they had the instant and, success. And yeah, the instant success. Right. When the they Coyotes had to go through division. They should be in the yeah. Coyotes division along with the Kings and Ducks. Just saying. You mean a team that you're two hours away from by by bird flight? You no. It's no. unbelievable, right? Anyway, I don't, I don't want to go down my realignment road again. <laughs> Save that for the office. We're in the same division as Winnipeg, Manitoba, but we're not in the same sure. division as that Las Vegas. Sense. And hey, when uh, when the uh, House of Representatives uh, passes the same bill that the Senate has already passed and eliminates daylight savings, all the Coyotes' opponents, except for Colorado, will be in the central time zone, two time zones away. Good planning, NHL. Good job. <laughs> I gotta go, Craig. Oh, Get that through, Craig. 
You yeah, talk about the, the East, though, Craig, and we talked about how tight the playoff, you know, the, the, the playoff race has been over for two months, maybe even three in the East. But I tell you what, it is going to be interesting this last 10, 10 games in the East on who in the hell is going to play who. Yeah. Like it, it, Tampa Bay falls to a wild card. Right. Are you are the Rangers going to miss Carolina, too? Hey, the Rangers, Rangers are two points behind Carolina. Carolina. Yeah. Rangers could catch Carolina and take and win the Metropolitan Division. It's unbelievable, some of the matchups. <laughs> and then they play Tampa in the first round. Can you imagine that? <laughs> oh. <laughs> your reward for winning your division. Good job. But you Tampa. it's of interest to Coyotes fans because the Coyotes have one of Carolina's first-round picks this year, correct? So where the, the Hurricanes... Carolina. Slump. Slump. Yeah. Where the, where the, the Hurricanes round. end has an impact on the Coyotes. So... Even in the East, there's things to keep. Can we talk about one more Eastern team and their playoff rise now too? Is that Toronto Maple Loafs? Because they were looking like they might even be now they they might be a wild card. But boy, now they've got 98 points. They're jumped over Boston. They're over Tampa. They're second, solid second in the Atlantic. I think like they they're up four points on on Tampa Bay right now. And four points this late is tough to make up. Again, their reward they're going to get to play either Boston or Tampa. How about that Austin Matthews, though? Heard of him? Who? <laughs> Scored his 58th goal. Is now set a record for most goals scored by an American-born player. Yeah. And he's from Scottsdale, Arizona. Just saying. No, I, it's crazy. It's, it's, I was going back through the records and seeing how many guys have reached 60 goals. And it's, it's an insane amount, actually. Um, when, but remember that period in the eighties where everybody was scoring like crazy, but what would be really cool. And I don't know if he can do it, although he's averaging, he's averaging a goal a game lately. I want to see Austin Matthews get to 70. It would be unbelievable. It hasn't happened in, in something like 25 years. I mean, well, never say never the way he's putting up numbers right now. I mean, he's getting yeah, I mean, the yeah. last few games. He's getting two, two, three goals a game. Never know. You never know. And also another stat from tonight is he's the first player since Mario Lemieux to score 50 goals in a 50-game span, which Mario Lemieux heard of him. Yeah. Crazy. <laughs> Just absolutely insane. So how does how do like what does that do to the legacy of the Toronto Maple Leafs? That their leading score of all time is from Arizona. Not not a storied guy from just outside Toronto or Eastern Canada. Their leading goal scorer of all time is a, not only an American, which has to piss a lot of people off. He's from Arizona. Like they, it's gonna stop Leafs fans from criticizing uh, Arizona as a hockey. Yeah, it didn't. Did it get him to stop? Craig? <laughs> no. I don't think anything will ever stop anyone from anywhere because it's just an easy target. So whatever. I love how. We've just completely stopped talking about this game because literally, what else is there? There's li- what else is there to talk about from it? There's just not. Um, so I'm looking through the records. I think it's 95, 96 is the last time someone hit 70 goals. Yarmir Yager. Wow, wow, so, a long time. And right now, he's on pace. He's on pace for 70 goals, which is insane. That's insane. absolutely insane. It really is. Craig, do you want? Can we talk about one more thing from this game? Sure. Hmm. 
<laughs> no, I'm just yeah. debating Where whether I want going? to bring this up. No, I'm just I'm just debating if I want to bring it up. Well, now you that, have to because it you frustrates just... me. Okay. And we've I think we've talked about it on the show before. I know we talked about it off air before. Is the reverse VH? Oh, uh-huh. I know which goal you're talking about. Yeah. So you you look at you look at the goal off of the boards. The first goal beats Vimelka above the shoulder. Vimelka is nearly six foot five. The bar is four feet off of the ground. How can a puck go over your shoulder when you're six foot five and the bar is four feet tall? How? How? Like it, it drives me insane that that goaltending position, that automatic goal position of the reverse VH. It's how you position your pads and you get down on your knees when a, to help against the pass in front of the net. That's its purpose. You'll talk to goalie coaches, defend it to the death that they yep. have to go down there. Jerry Cheevers used to be the joke in our coaches' room. Jerry Cheevers would add that because you know why? Because Jerry Cheevers would have stood up. He's five foot ten. He would have stood up and would have hit him right in the B. It drives me crazy when a goal from the goal line goes in over a goalie's shoulder. It drives me insane. Saw it today in in the other game today. Um, who was the game? The Pittsburgh Penguin game happened this morning too. It's not just here. It's not just Vimelka. It is literally across the league that that goalie position goalie is getting beat over the shoulder from the goal. You know line. What I think we should do. I think we should have Mike Smith on the show to discuss. <laughs> no, no, thank you. I, I'm sick that day. It's a, you know what it does sound like though. It sounds like a Petey's puck talk. Yeah, it might be reverse VH. I mean, you're a goalie too. And I it wonder if there's stats. I don't know how deep you know clear site analytics gets, or some of these deeper sites that look at goals scored. You know, in that situation over a goalie shoulder. I'd love to know. I wonder if they have broken it down because it. I got to admit, it does bug me too. When, when the puck is that far wide, when the angle is that bad, there should be no net to shoot at. You should literally give no net. If you stood, and the truth is, Craig, and you and I are, are a little smaller than Vimelka. If, if you and I stood in that position and stood there, we would have stopped that puck. Yeah. Now, the argument, and here's where the statistics and analytics come in, is the second shot, the next shot. The, the rebound that comes out in front, or if a pass gets in front of the crease, that puck's going in. And that's the argument for the reverse VH is because the likelihood is the second shot's going to get in and you need to cover the lower third of the net because statistically and analytically, you will stop more of the shots on that second shot or the rebound or when the puck gets squirted out in front because you are on your knees. And, and that is why you start off in that lower position because you're stopping the second shot. And that's the argument. And analytically, that is the one you're preparing for. So that's what I learn stuff about, about goaltending from you guys every day. There we go. Two former goalies on the show. It was a minor league rant. I won't go off any farther than that, but that drives me crazy. So yeah. thank you. It Appreciate wasn't you. veggie. Was low on wine. Veggie. Let's talk veggie too. Do you know in, in goalies that have played more than 18 games this season, do you know where he ranks in goals against average? No. 55th. Woo. Wait, you watch this. 32 teams. Watch this. <laughs> that's almost like that magic. is first class service right there are you kidding me <laughs> wow how did you train your dog to do that because there's no way your wife would do that for you while you're working careful there's no way careful buddy within air shot within air shot she did that for you my wife doesn't even know i do this job <laughs> <laughs> she's never watched well, the show because she's always asleep Sarah doesn't mm-hmm. read all right so she she occasionally looks at my tweets well, it's very nice of her, Craig. You're a very lucky man. It's oh very nice. Oh, my gosh. Like, I am his editor. Oh, there it is. Oh, she's his what editor. What did she say? 
She is my editor on some of the longer forms. So any typo that you find, blame Tara. <laughs> wow. <Hey>. <laughs> well, oh, I think that's man. it for this game, Leah. I that's got literally nothing. it from this game. And we have some other things to talk about. But before we do, right now, as this show is happening, UFC 273 is also happening. And it's not over. So this DraftKings promotion is still in effect. And the promotion is if you bet $5 on any fighter, you get $100 in free bets, win or lose, guaranteed. I think there's one fight left. So get in, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Get out your phone. Use the promo code PHNX when you sign up. Bet $5 on any fighter and get $100 in free bets, win or lose, guaranteed. That's the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Up five dollars on UFC 273. Get $100 in free bets, no matter what. That's 21 and over. Arizona only. Gambling problem? Call 1-800. Next step. New customers only. Minimum five dollar deposit. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com/sportsbook for details. Leah, the did next. you see Nicholas's comment? How do I get a wine genie like that? Yeah, that's, yeah. That, we should. Craig should actually patent at that. The wine. The wine genie. genie. Yeah, that's brilliant. <laughs> Craig Morgan's The Wine Genie. <laughs> I like it. Maybe something at Carter Hutton's uh, yes. winery. Maybe, they should, yeah. That. Yes. And they have it, something that you just go up to the bar and it just pours you. I love it. Craig Morgan's Wine Genie's at Carter Hutton's bar. Love it. Toast to Carter Craig. Hutton, by the way, who's in Toronto now. So, Yes, I'm practicing out, today. Looking out with the leaves. We'll see if uh, he ends up getting a game before it's all said and done. Crazy. Crazy, crazy. That took a turn of events that I did not see coming, which you could say the same about the end of this college championship game. Holy shit. What happened? (laughs) Craig, I know you were keeping tabs on that. So why don't you explain what happened in that game? Yeah, I mean, Minnesota State just suffocated Denver, just suffocated through through two periods. I think they had eight or nine, eight shots on goal, eight shots on goal through two periods. And that's, that's been Minnesota State's MO all season. They led the nation in shots against, I think it was 18.9 per game, which is an insane number. They were a great defensive team. And then Denver just explodes for five goals in the third period. I, I, didn't, think, uh, I didn't think the Hobie Baker winner was very good in net for Minnesota State, but still five goals just to have it turn like that. What's interesting is that ASU coach Greg Powers predicted that Denver would win this game. He told me when they played Denver the first time, he thought that they were the best team in the country. He said they were the only team we played where we simply had no answer for them on any level. So we picked Denver to win this game, and sure enough, they just roll in the third period. So Coyotes prospect Nathan Smith does not get his national championship. He falls one period short. Yeah, this is a team that through two, like you said, they dominated. They dominated the playoffs. They beat up the Golden Gophers in the semis. I I thought it was going to be Minnesota State tonight too. After two, you go okay, and and it's funny you said that the Hobie Baker winner for the collegiate top player goes to a goaltender for only the third time in the history of the award, and I wonder if. I've got to think because it was Rob Stauber and Ryan Miller are the other two, Michigan State and Minnesota Golden Gophers. I think this is the first time that they actually played the next day because mm-hmm. the other two weren't in the in the finals. Ryan Miller wasn't in the finals and Rob Stauber wasn't in the finals. So you win the Hobie Baker and then you have to go play net the next day. I don't know if that's happened before. But I know, I know it hasn't in that as a goaltender. Does that make it harder? 
Yeah, you got that trophy sitting on the back of the net going, oh, shit, now there's a little more pressure added to me. I, I don't know. I wonder if that got in his head. It's the most goals he's given up um, in a long time, this kid. I don't want to blame that, but why why do that award before the tournament is over? Why why would you do that? It's always on the off day between the two. It has been since the inception. I just, I don't it's know a marketing ploy. You got all the hockey people there, Craig. You got to get in front of the I microphone. Guess. I guess. It's so weird, but maybe discussion that Dryden McKay is a system goaltender too. And that was, like I said, that was a team that allowed less than 19 shots per game. So okay. a lot of goals are going to flourish in that environment. And lastly, because I don't, I know this isn't a college hockey show. I, again, I got to say, I'm going to rant one more time. Where's PD cam? So the Hobie <laughs> Baker award, top college player in the country, right? Top goes to Dryden McKay, goaltender, Minnesota state. He's a goalie. The goalie of the year award for the best goalie in the league goes to a different friggin' player. Goes to Devon Levi out of Northeastern. So how does the best goalie award go to someone different, but the best player goes to a goalie that's not the guy that won the best goalie? Yeah. Huh. Huh. That's interesting. I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, true story. And their numbers are both absolutely phenomenal. And, and when you when you look at um, Dryden McKay's numbers over the career that he has had at Minnesota State, absolutely phenomenal numbers. And I think some of the voters took that into account that he has had a longer career um, than Devin Levi, who has only a sophomore at Northeastern. So I think that had something to do with it. Um, it was interesting to me that, that that's how the award got played out. And a matter of fact, the Mike Richter award for the top goalie in college hockey really came about because so few goalies were being recognized on a national platform by winning the Hobie Baker. And this is only the third since the inception of the awards. First won by Neil Broughton of the Golden Gophers back in the late seventies. Did you know I was the executive director of the Hobie Baker award? Did you, would you have I did know that? that. Yes. Yeah. Yep. There you go. Neil Brown. You know, just muted her uh, street racers. <laughs> oh, street racers. Do you know it's yeah. bike week? Has anybody told anybody? Yes, that? I've seen them. I've seen <laughs> them around. Buddy. They're out I, there. I think every one of them is like in my backyard right now. I can hear them. Like it's, it has been nonstop for four hours. They're all back here. All of them. <laughs> Surprised they're not here yet. Well, maybe they're, this is where they I know are most down of the there. time. The race is there later. Yeah, that comment by Chris, the Hatchick article is is interesting. Yeah, I thought it was I thought it was well done actually. Just a fair, like I said, a measured measured analysis of what the Coyotes are doing. He's not saying, "Oh, this is great." He's not lauding them. He's saying this could work though. This is the plan, and if it works out, you know that that's everybody's hope here, right? That's everybody's hope in the organization. Basically, he, he understands what they're doing. There's a, there's a logic to it. You, you nobody's saying that they're they're going to execute it. You you hope they will. They believe that they they will on some level, but at least there's a there's a logical plan here, which has eh, not always been the case in the past. Yep, so yeah. I haven't had a chance to read it yet, but I've seen some feedback in the Discord that um, it was a good read. It is, and it just says that players want to play here, and, and yep. they'll have no problem getting guys to come play in the Valley. And it, it, you've seen it with McBain and, and now Nathan Smith. I mean, there are, are players at different levels that are going to get a better opportunity to play here than in any other team in the league, and those are all young players that are going to get an opportunity, and it could be interesting to see how game one of 2022 shapes up because even though this team is losing, and they're losing badly these last few games, they're missing 10 guys. So get those healthy guys that are under contract back get yeah. players that are yet to be drafted and get you, but developed players coming in. 
this might be a really young, really fast, really fun team to watch come fall of, of 2022. Yeah, and also the Coyotes now are now third in the league in man game lost. So they've moved up 508 man game loss coming into tonight, and only Buffalo and Montreal are ahead of them. They're and, Buffalo too. Yeah, they're going to kill. Yeah. I, I agree with that. They're going to end up second when it's all um, said. Did you yeah, see that coming? Craig, yeah, do you think Nathan Smith plays? Yeah. He's coming here on Monday, right? Yeah, I think that that is what th- that is the plan right now. I think they'll have him signed. They'll probably get him signed over the weekend. That's my guess. Wow. Cool. That'd be exciting to see him. And, and he's healthy and maybe McBain's out of the boot. It'd be great to see both of them yeah. in these last 10 games. Andre said with McBain that he could play on their next road trip, which is next weekend in Canada. In Canada. If he doesn't, then he'll definitely play on the homestand after that. So we're going to get That's a chance good. to both of those guys really soon. And I think wow. you'd also reported, Craig, that J.J. Mosier is now day-to-day. So yes. maybe that's another guy we can see coming off that injury list, which would be a positive because it's just endless. Let's get yeah. everybody back for Chicago. <laughs> just <laughs> On the 20th. Keep, just keep them out. Keep keep losing at this point. Okay, so two, here... Two winnables? Chicago and New Jersey. Chicago and New Jersey? And that I mean, was not saying be... they can't win another one with a great goaltending performance and a bounce of the puck and somebody's tired on a back-to-back. They could yeah. get another win, but those are the two you look at the schedule and you go, okay, yeah, they might be New Jersey and Chicago. They might. Well, that was going to be my question because right now the Coyotes have 22 wins and with 10 games left. And in 2014-15, the Coyotes that whole season had 24 wins. So do the Coyotes match the wins from that season. And hopefully if it does happen, it's not a sign of things to come and they're not getting the third overall pick in the draft that they're actually getting picks one and two. You think they'll win a couple more games. So the coyotes. Yeah. You just hope that Seattle and Montreal win a couple more games. And I think they will. So I, it's, will I mean, too. right now you like your position. Um, it certainly would have helped if Montreal had managed to get a point against Toronto tonight. They were close. And then you're, you know, you've got a cushion of two games with those teams, but it's yeah it's gonna come down to the wire here crazy well we'll be following it along (laughs) as we go um craig what do you have coming up on gophnext.com this week i know some of it is secret well it is a secret actually uh (laughs) all of monday is a secret but we have something really big coming not just on the website not just in story form but also in show form and not just in show form but two shows Yep. Wow. Any more than that. It's a big deal, though. It's a big deal. And you'll be wanting to pay attention to the website and to the shows and all of our announcements for Monday because Monday's a big day at PHNX. So, Craig, are you going to tell me before Monday? When <laughs> no. PD hasn't been looped in on any of the No, you'll leak, it. you'll leak it to somebody. You don't trust me with anything. <laughs> Bullshit. So, yeah. we'll get tweets out Monday. Monday, everything will be revealed. So you'll want to be a member of gophnx.com because trust me, you want to be a member of gophnx.com. You're going to want to have the PHNX locker open in a tab on Monday. You're going to want to subscribe and have your notifications on to the PHNX Sports YouTube channel on Monday. And you're going to be wanting to follow PHNX Sports on Twitter and PHNX Coyotes on Twitter because that is where you will find all of this information. And I promise you, you're not overselling it. It's really exciting and it's a big, a big thing. So all of that is coming Monday. So if you, now is a great time to become a member, Hmm. just 
a year membership. You can get a shirt when you sign up, get one of the shirts PD's wearing or is in the background of his thing, Cody times two. Um, or you can try your first month just 50 cents if you don't know, but give it a shot. I promise you it's worth it. Join our members only Discord. It's a blast. So a lot of a lot of exciting stuff coming up. And I know the Coyotes season is ending and it feels like it can't come soon enough, but things are just beginning, especially. <laughs> yeah. Let's see. What do we have coming up? The, uh, aside from a really cool rollout on Monday, what else do we have coming up? Oh, yeah. We've got Arena News. And yeah, <laughs> just put that as an asterisk on every show, Greg. Throw this out there just because I'm so annoyed with the airport news out there. It's a non-issue, and I I'm not saying that as my own opinion. I'm saying that from inside sources. The airport's not an issue. Don't worry about the airport. It's not going to be what derails this. There are other things that they need to address, but the airport is not an issue. In fact, the Coyotes have already sent their response on on the airport stuff. They were ready. They were waiting. They were prepared. They've been prepared for this all along. This is politics. That's all it is. So don't worry about the airport. You heard it right from Craig, and you'll continue to hear it right from Craig. So be sure to follow Craig as well on Twitter at Craig S. Morgan for all the latest with that as well. And hopefully it's good news going forward and that we can move on from this storyline of the stress of not having a permanent home. Let's, you guys, we finished an entire row. Punch card. Look at that. That's beautiful. One more row plus the one hanging one, which is kind of a big deal. Yes. That last one. That's a huge deal. Kind the of. last game. And only six left at Gila River yep. Arena. Four more road games, six more home games. Six more times at Heel River Arena. Six more drives to a game. Oh, look, there's PD's sound effects. Love it. Um, <laughs> unbelievable. So we'll keep counting down the top moments, Coyotes moments at Heel River Arena as those go on. And we will have a post-game show, of course, for all 10 of those games. And hopefully there's just for morale. Hopefully there's a win or two in there, but that they're exciting, competitive, close games because man, a couple of close games would be nice, but the only thing I want this team to win over the next several weeks is the ping pong ball lottery they can lose all 10 by a dozen. If they win the ping pong ball lottery, because come July, we won't care about these games. We will care about the draft pick. So let's start thinking some lottery ball magic here over the next several weeks. Mm. God, there's a manscape reading there somewhere. Oh. <laughs> but there is. That's a, that's what people can look forward to. PD's manscape re- reads returning. We also have a crossover show with CHGO. Yes, that is coming. The, the Blackhawks, so that'll be fun as well. That'll. Well, that, can we go to their studio for that? Right now, the topic of that show is whose situation sucks more. That's what mm. we'll talk about: the Blackhawks versus the Coyotes. Yeah, that's one to think about. I might have to come prepared with my documents for argument. Can we get? Can we talk to to the bosses at PHNX and see if we can get a flight and actually do the show in Chicago in their studios? (laughs) That would be amazing. Their studios are unbelievable. We have the room. We can play a ping pong ball tournament. We have a ping pong table right there in CHGO Studios. We'd have a tournament before the. We don't get a ping pong ball table. Yes, (laughs) we have foosball. We do. It just never gets used. We're all too busy. 
We're working. That's just because I've been kind to people. <laughs> and we, well, Craig's saying he's good at this. We might have to have a tournament here. We will, once the season is over, we will have a tournament. Oh, we will for sure have a tournament. Yeah, we should. 100%. I am well, a shark. With football, I'm a shark. I'm say it. I dismantled it out of rage. <laughs> I love I'm giving her a headache at night. The wine genie. Oh man. Plenty of wine still. Well, Craig, we'll let you get to your wine. There wasn't much in this one that was positive, but you know, we're almost there. Ten games to go. We'll continue to have post-game shows for the remainder, and we'll have shows all in the off-season too. Our schedule is not going to change. The number of shows we're doing is not going to change in the off-season. So it's, it's a great time to subscribe. It's a great time to be subscribed on YouTube as well. Hit the notification bell so you never miss a show. Follow us on Twitter at PHNX underscore Coyotes. And also, wherever you get your podcasts, please follow, like us, and leave us a five-star review on there. It's super, super helpful as well. We'll be back Monday. Clear your schedules. All pay attention to your phones because the big announcement is coming on Monday, and we cannot wait. We'll see everyone there. Have a great rest of your weekend.